welcome to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where I invite guests to talk open and honestly about what it's really like to turn 30. This week's episode is all about turning 30 and hiring a life coach, and I've invited my past client, Sue Azari, to join us to tell us all about her life coaching experience. But first, let me introduce Sue. Sue is almost 32. She is a mobile marketer who was working and living in London for almost 10 years before recently moving back to Liverpool. Sue has worked for a broad range of companies from luxury brands such as Mr. Porter to startups such as Beauty Pie. She was nominated for App Marketer of the Year in 2019 and is a self-confessed self-improvement addict. Welcome to the studio, Sue. Hi, Emma. It's nice to speak to you again. I know me and Sue just had a catch-up for the first time in exactly a year before we just started yeah, recording. Nice. It's mad. We we were just um, saying that we can't believe it's been a year since Sue finished her her life coaching program. I know that's gone so quickly. Um, it generally feels like it was yeah just a few months ago. Yeah, it's. Um, I cannot believe that twelve months have gone by. But as you'll come to hear in the episode, Sue has actually achieved so much uh, in the past twelve months. Um, when we first started out, you were. 29 is that that's right when you contacted yeah. me yeah so it's I think about a couple of weeks just before I turned uh, 30 amazing so um and then we did the program together which lasted a few months and now it's brought you up to your 32nd birthday which is in a few weeks I know um it feels like I feel like quite a different person actually from from when I was 29 I feel like I mean I know that we'll talk we'll talk through it in a bit more detail but I definitely feel like I've gone from somebody who felt so like unsure and anxious about the future to somebody who is feeling really confident about it despite obviously you know the massive pandemic um <laughs> yeah. and the uncertainty around that but just generally in terms of like just knowing that I can handle yeah whatever happens which is good yeah which is something that I do think comes with age like I always say it to people yeah. that in your 30s in general one of the best things about turning 30 is just taking back that control and and that's obviously what I teach in the program and as we were just saying before you've you know turned such a big corner in such a short amount of time um and obviously it's all the work that you've done and I definitely don't want to take uh responsibility for it because it is all you but uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to share with uh, our listeners um how that program I guess kick-started you into gear Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something that I'm really passionate about in terms of sort of passing that on to somebody else. Like it's something that I wish, you know, somebody had told me about when, even when I, before I was 29, just, I guess, so then I can get into a certain sort of headspace before I turn 30. So I'm just all about, yeah, paying it forward. I love that. And that's exactly what we're doing, I guess, in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, Great. So let's start at the beginning so let's go back a couple of years and you are I guess just coming up to your 30th birthday so can you just explain what was going on with you then and I guess uh, in a little bit of detail how you actually felt about turning 30? Yeah so at the time I felt quite conflicted to be honest because um, on the one hand I felt so excited for this whole new chapter in my life you know you hear so many people say like oh your 30s are just like your 20s but with more money and confidence <laughs> and it almost feels like you know you turn 30 and then you open your eyes and like all of that happens and I think that 
there's also um, this this pressure because I think that you spend a lot of your 20s sort of striving to get to to a certain place in your life. And then when you get there, you're like, oh, okay, like like what's next? Um, you feel like you should have had it figured out by the time that you've got there. Um, and then alongside that, there are all these like what I'll call like traditional pressures in terms of, you know, you should have X, Y, Z. I feel like there's a big like comparison culture um, yeah. You feel like you need to like tick things off in terms of like kids, marriage, mortgage, and actually that's that kind of path isn't the same for everybody. So I just felt like my head wasn't all over the place, um, and I just wanted to I, I figure out what I wanted to do next. Essentially, yeah. I mean, obviously, I resonate with everything you're saying because it's you know a what I went through myself when I also started my I guess self-discovery path which really also for me was was in my 29th year so it was the year before my 30th birthday and also B is that's obviously what I do um every day for my yeah for my uh, business is uh really exactly like you said that feeling of um you know kids marriage mortgage steady stable job money in the bank everything you said and um I'm sure you know from my coaching that I, I call this the 30 manual and did you have a 30 manual was this your 30 manual kids marriage mortgage and and if yes um where were you up to at this time I, I definitely um that I would definitely want to say that that was my manual probably that the mortgage side of things and around sort of as you said money in the bank um I'll be honest I was nowhere near that because I was living in London um I come from a background where I didn't have sort of that big financial support when I first moved to London I definitely had some like tick boxes in terms of like career um which I I hit by the time like I did get to 29 but I think then it's like I think you realize that once you get that you're like oh but what's next like I realized that that wasn't really fulfilling me like and I just moved into this like amazing flat and a really nice area of London I just got like my dream job like I was in like a really like good like relationship like had really great friends family but I just was like actually I don't know if if this is what I want um because as you said you kind of get confused when there are all these other external pressures as well so for me it was almost like seeking out coaching was almost like me putting together my manual like what are the things that I want Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that a lot of people really understand what you just said because almost in a way it wasn't like you were so far behind especially in some areas of your life especially your career you you were ticking those boxes but it was more what was going on inside it was more that even though things can look so good from the outside and it happens a lot where I have clients who they genuinely are like from the outside everyone thinks that my life is so great because I'm doing all of these great things but my internal kind of my feelings and thoughts that are going on inside just doesn't line up with that like is you know those big questions that you just said is this what I want what's next what are my goals and that feeling of real uncertainty that no amount of external um what's the word that you know the the way that it's perceived, no amount of um, progression can actually make you feel good inside your head. No, that's very true. And I think that um, that for me, like I thought, oh, that would almost be a form of validation. Like if I can, if I can get to like a certain place in my career and like have a certain amount of income to then have a certain lifestyle. And then there's always, um, I found there's still always those kind of like doubts and insecurities issues of my confidence like those things like were still there as I got to that point um 
and that's where I think like it was so good that I progressed so quickly in my career but then it's almost like well actually I didn't have the time to address those things and I guess when you come to the age of 30 you start to self-reflect a lot more um and just like a good opportunity sorry to get it's like a really good opportunity to step back and actually assess all of that yeah and I think that uh I think that um what you just said um, was very true for you because you're such a career focused person, you know, a real career woman. Yeah. You spent your whole twenties really zooming in your career and um, moving up in the ranks and, and doing so well that exactly like you said, you didn't stop and take a breath and say, oh, what about me? And, and that definitely showed, which we're going to speak about soon. The goals that you set in the program were very much related to that kind of wanting to have a work-life balance and wanting to put yourself first, which you actually hadn't done for such a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, a point that I said earlier in terms of getting to a certain point and not feeling fulfilled, like exactly as you said, it's because I've been so concentrated on this one thing that I'd let all of these other things slip. Um, and it was really coaching that. I guess un- unlock that for me to, in terms of actually understanding that that's what had happened. And so you mentioned in the, in the bio, you've written in your bio that you're a self-confessed um, self-improvement addict, which I just love as, mm-hmm. a, as a, you know, a self-improvement addict myself. And I'm interested to know, I'm not sure we ever really spoke about this, what led you to, to life coaching? I mean, I know that me and you, we met um, via Instagram and you set up a call with me. And then I think like it was a very quick decision once we spoke. We really like felt that good connection, which is really important when you hire a coach. But do you remember yeah. what led you specifically to life coaching and then also to the Turning 30 program? Yeah, so it, it was something, to be honest, life coaching was something that I'd heard of, but I didn't really know too much about how it works. Just through um, my career, I knew a little bit more about sort of career coaches and I'd also done like a bit of therapy in the past. So I had a bit of awareness in terms of how like similar tech techniques were used. Um, I think that I just completely stumbled across your Instagram account. It wasn't even like I had a specific like, okay, I'm, go- I'm going to find a life coach. But I think even... Um, your your niche in terms of who you focus on around 10 and 30 I, I almost like feel like it was fate that it just like popped up on my Instagram because it was just like right there when I need it at the right time um and as yeah I just thought okay I'll set up a call start speaking to you and straight away like this is something that I want to do um as you said I think that relationship's so important because you're going to be talking about really like intimate things like um delving into things in terms of like your past like your goals um and so I think it's important that you feel like you can really click with somebody you're going to spend quite a lot of time with them like on video calls as well it's somebody whose time you want to enjoy spending um with them and I felt like also you being of a similar age as well I felt like you just had a really good understanding of of um what it's like to go through 10 and 30 so um yeah I just thought actually let's try this and see yeah see how it goes yeah so that last point that you said is so relevant and that's exactly why I I chose this niche it's because I care about it so much and the reason I care about it so much is because I'm living it you know I'm still living it now at 33 but even at the time when we coached together I was 31 and it's something that I feel so strongly about and and obviously that's my mission to help people but also it really creates that connection it's the reason why you know all of my clients um 
when they finish the program, we end up staying in touch. And, you know, just for example, me and you, Sue, we finished a year ago and we haven't had a Zoom call or a catch up um, in so much detail, but we've definitely been sending each other messages, you know, supporting each yeah. other. And um, I've been seeing loads of things on, on Instagram that you're doing and kind of just been dropping you um, emoji yeah. claps and, you know, nice things. And also yeah. you've done the same for me. So I think that's really connected to the fact that when you pick a coach, or anybody who is going to help you on on a self-improvement journey. It's so important to have that person that you know has got your back and can relate to you. So I really love the fact that you just said that. Uh, And for anybody who is considering coaching, it's something really important to make sure that you pick a program that relates to exactly the results that you want to achieve, but even more so that can really connect with the coach and and like you said it it is a relationship built on trust and coaching is a safe and non-judgmental confidential space to be who you are so you have to feel completely comfortable and we definitely had that yeah absolutely well the way that I see it is that you were such a big part of quite an important uh, moment in my life and so I think that as you said even even through that like we've created a bond and yeah I like that you're still like my cheerleader um even up <laughs> to like a year later like you'll always yeah as you said send me like super like super supportive messages whenever you see me post anything in terms of like yeah any um like industry talks that I'm doing so I think that's so lovely to have that yeah no I also I also love it I love how I get to like watch all my clients blossom after the um, yeah. after that we finished it's such a pleasure and it's just the, honestly the best part of my job uh, is seeing your progress and we're going to talk about it now because I'm just about to ask you uh, what you specifically wanted to work on but I'll just tell the listeners that Sue um, one of the things that she wanted to work on was really getting over her imposter syndrome and when she says that I'm her cheerleader it's because I keep seeing her um, performing on panels and doing events and being on podcasts and just doing things that I know when we started our program a year and a half ago she would have maybe resisted or would need to be coached on it whereas now it's just coming so naturally to you so I think that uh you know it's like I'm a proud (laughs) mum being able to watch (laughs) you like flourish and and blossom oh that's lovely uh so let's talk let's go back and and remember the start of the of the program or even our initial conversation do you remember the specific reasons that you you know wanted to start and I know that you've already gone through a bit that you just felt kind of uncertain but can you pick out a couple of topics that were really kind of highlighted for you at the time that you knew you needed us to work on together yeah definitely so um I had a rough, a rough idea in my mind. So even though I, I knew that I felt, um, I guess I said unfulfilled in terms of uh, probably more in terms of things on the life side rather than career. Um, I knew that was something that I wanted to focus on. And then also, as I said, there's that expectation that you suddenly feel really confident when you turn 30. And I felt like, oh, actually, I don't, I don't feel like I'm there yet. So those are kind of like two ideas that are kind of floating around my head when we first had um, like our discovery call. And then I think what was great was that in that call, you helped me to unpick those in a bit more detail. And then that's when we started to um, flesh those out into more detailed goals. And for me, there was a mixture of them, somewhere more sort of financial based. Um, one was more in terms of being in control of like my work schedule and work-life balance. Um, and then one was about having more of like a passion project outside of work. Um, but what happened as we went along, which was really interesting, was that it actually sort of shifted shape about halfway through 
and the reason for that is because just through through talking out what happened was that I think we realized that there was sort of one big thing that was underpinning all of that and as you said that was like an imposter syndrome and I felt like that was really holding me back from a lot of various things in my life that and also as you said not prioritizing things in my personal life like outside of work mm-hmm. um and so that was really interesting to start to come up with more sort of specific goals uh, around that as well yeah exactly and uh what happened was when we first started the program we we set very tangible goals very practical goals and I think that most clients are inclined to do that because when you get a life coach and you hear the word goal, you think, okay, I want to see a result. And I want to know that in 12 weeks time, I'm going to, you know, have quit my job or, you know, got X amount of money in the bank or whatever, all of the, the goals that we can, you know, imagine. And actually what happened with you is that you did set these practical goals and we, we didn't really touch that much upon the mindset stuff. So it was very much practical. And then within that each week, we picked them apart and really did the coaching model and and tried to understand exactly why you felt certain way about the goals and and really did that work. But what happened was just like you said, that there was a big shift in the middle of the program where you kind of actually set a mindset goal and a lot more of a a less practical goal and a more self-focused goal. And that was basically to start prioritizing yourself and to put... I can't remember the exact wording of it, but it was basically to put yourself first. And within that, that was the, obviously the imposter syndrome and the work-life balance and just really focusing on yourself. And I loved that we did that shift from the practical to the mindset, because I think that's what actually has changed, has made such a big change for you going forward into the future. It wasn't just that you needed to do X, Y, and Z. It was actually to have a whole shift in mentality. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's something that I don't think that I ever would have would have got there on my own or if I would have done it definitely would have taken me a very long time. Um, And I think also that mindset shift, having that and being able to to understand myself a bit better in that perspective and work on that side of myself. It means that in terms of all the like goals outside of that, um, it just makes them so much more like easier to achieve because it's just changes my whole um, approach to things, which I think is so important. So, so important. And I I wanted to ask you as well. So as part of the program, um, you learned the coaching model that I teach, which is a coaching model that isn't actually mine. It's from the Life Coach School, which is a coach called Brooke Castillo. And she does a... um, she uh, teaches a model which is basically it's like a little bit similar to CBT if anyone if people understand what CBT is uh, it's basically really understanding why we act like we do driven by how we feel our emotions and then all of our emotions are driven by our thoughts so what I teach on the program and what I taught Sue uh, when we worked together was really how to access those thoughts to really understand okay that moment when you feel very very nervous about doing a presentation or you know that moment when I remember we did some coaching around like getting up in the morning earlier to go to the gym and you know you don't want to do it but um you know really taking those actions and coaching in the thoughts around them and I wanted to ask you do you still use that model in some way do you still really become aware of your thoughts and and let it guide your actions even even today 
yeah so I think that um when when we were going through it initially obviously we would go through um like I would write it down either ahead of our call or like as we were speaking but I found that um you almost like retrain your brain in a way from doing that and I found that I just naturally will shift my thinking so one time when we did the model which was from a presentation that I had that was with some like quite senior stakeholders um initially like my feelings around things like anxiety and my thoughts were like I'm not going to be perceived well um and often that means I would like procrastinate and then I wouldn't I wouldn't end up doing like the presentation I'd end up doing it late and it'd be rushed and through the model like we talk through our actually um more I guess positive and uh rational thoughts in terms of like actually I'm really good at my job like I'm important enough to be here um I'm feeling like calm and confident um like the outcome is that I'm going to do a like have a really well prepared presentation that'll impress people and I feel like now whenever I get any sort of self-doubt thoughts around work I've just found that it's easier for me to I guess kind of um answer back that voice in my head if that makes sense or any of that that kind of voice sometimes that can come up that's like oh actually I'm not sure if this is going to be very good and I know actually like it will be because I've done this before and I just find it's easy to sort of run through these exercises and um yeah a bit more of a um a way that's natural and a bit more responsive yeah exactly so when we first started uh doing the coaching together it was very much like you had to write it down and obviously I was I was teaching you and there was some worksheets and and also just in general I always tell them all my uh, new clients buy a new journal we're going to start journaling a lot more and obviously you also went through that process but that's the point is that at the end of the three months you learned that skill to reframe you've started to reframe all of your thoughts so exactly like you said you know for anyone who's going into a big presentation or public speaking, most people don't love doing that and they get sweaty palms before and they become nervous and they question their career and, you know, imposter syndrome really rears its ugly head. And what you learned to do and have learned to do since is um, basically find evidence to go against those thoughts that are causing you to feel that emotion that makes you feel jittery and anxious and and all of the things before you actually go up on stage. So I think it's amazing that it starts off as something that you have to really work on. But by the end of working together, once you put the, you know, the work in, you can just do it completely on automatic. And and I I feel like as you've been speaking on so many panel events, probably you've been using it quite a lot. Yeah, definitely. That's really true that you end up coming away with um yeah almost like skills for life like and I think that um I think it's always good like it's something that I definitely want to do with you again in terms of like focusing on some different goals but in terms of the specifically as you said it's something that you can carry away and yeah use throughout the rest of your life um and it's something that yeah in specific situations um I should like presenting on panels it's been incredible to have this like I don't know it's like it, it it almost seems like I don't know it's not in disbelief because I'm like that that could like I could have been like that the whole time or it seems so easy or it's just a mindset shift but it you it is something you have to work on as you said that was the point in terms of like having worksheets journaling like having these check-ins because um you do have to work on yourself like it does take time to do it um but I think that at the end of it you yeah, have this sort of um, new set of skills that you're able to flex, um, which for me was like life-changing. 
Wow, that's honestly so amazing to hear. Yeah, and, big and words. <laughs> I know, life-changing. Also, you know, when we just spoke and we were having a little catch-up before we started recording, it's like goosebumps for me to know that these tools that we've learned together have helped you so much. And that leads on to my next question that I wanted to ask is, like when you finished the program, what was the biggest shift for you? What was the biggest change that you saw, not only in terms of internally, but also externally? Like how did it show up in your life in terms of results? Yeah, I think that um, the biggest shift internally would definitely be, um, I guess, things like self-talk and learning how to manage things like uh, um, like my inner, inner critic or that imposter syndrome voice, which as you said, because there are some sort of similar techniques to like CBT that I use throughout the coaching as well, which is really helpful. But um, it really helped me, I guess, address things in, in quite a logical way, almost taking sort of some of the, the emotion and worry out of some decision-making. Uh, um, and I think I came out of it just feeling like actually like I am good enough in terms of like my job, like I'm good enough to be here. Um, and in terms of how that showed up externally. So not long after we'd finished the coaching session, uh, I started a new job and normally I would have gone into that with a lot of fear. I think it's normal to have some, but I normally would have gone into it thinking like, oh, I'm not sure that I can do this. And I'm going to prepare for the job and actually... I went in and thought oh no actually I'm really excited about this and I'm going to make sure that I prep and do this if there's anything that I'm worried about okay well how can I counteract that can I research this can I speak to this person um and from yeah a career perspective I just feel like particularly the last 12 months it's been incredible so um as you mentioned at the beginning I was nominated for like an industry award like at March of the year like got to go to Berlin for the awards for that which was huge and wow. um, I was like so so happy about that um it was like a big highlight of my career I've spoken on so many panels, even during lockdown somehow. So I've done a lot of like virtual um, like talks as well. So some of like retail expo, like at promotion summit, some of them have been in front of like hundreds of people. And like back when uh, we were talking, there was um, a presentation that was in front of, um, it was only, to be honest, it was less than five people, but it's quite a few like senior stakeholders. Mm -hmm. I was freaking out. Like I was so scared. I was terrified. I was like, I can't do this. I I remember, (laughs) I actually remember where I was when we had the call because I was sat in the office late uh, when we had our coaching call. And to think back to them versus now, I'm like, oh no, I've got this. Like it's fine. Like I can do this. Like, um, because I think also you realize like, I think everybody has a bit of imposter syndrome. Um, It's just for me, it was really holding me back. And I think it's like, okay, yes, there are some things that I don't know. And if I do mess up something, like it's not, it's not the worst. It doesn't mean I'm bad at my job. And um, I feel like putting myself out there more has also led to me feeling more confident. Um, And actually I think becoming better at my job as a result of it. So yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been really good. Wow. I think that the, the link between the change in mindset and the actual external results that are showing up in your life just it can't be taken for granted because it seems minor maybe to people to think that they have imposter syndrome that would hold them back and I I agree with what you said I think that on some level all of us have imposter syndrome I was speaking to someone the other day and we were saying everyone no matter how senior you are has some sort of you know feeling inside like am I good enough for this is you know there's always a sense of fake it till you make it when it comes to career but for you exactly like you said 
your mindset was actually really showing up in your actions. So it was holding you back. Not, not that you weren't going forward in your career because you'd really, like we said, your 20s had been full of career success, but it was like you were not stepping up in the way that you have stepped up in yeah. the past 12 months. And that's just shown so much in the way that your career has, has gone in the, in, you know, in the past year. Yeah, and that that's so true in terms of, um, especially, yeah, I think it is also kind of tied to age in some way and also sort of the position that you're in within the company. But yeah, as you do progress, you do become more visible. You usually do have a bigger voice. You only have to make bigger decisions, have bigger budgets. Obviously, it's dependent on your role. And it just got to a point where I was like, I have to try and find a way to move forward. Otherwise, I'm just going to plateau in my career. Um, and then that mindset, shift and the actions from that has just had this like constant positive knock-on effect because the more I put myself out there and then positive reinforcements that I've got back from from that it's kind of like emboldened me through but like okay I'm going to do this now um and it's kind of meant that I've just kept moving forward bit by bit which has been mm. yeah really great so it's like a snowball effect in a way because as you slowly yeah. built that confidence up and we started small and then it got bigger and then like you said you were positively reinforced because you took the steps then you got reinforced for doing them and then you were like okay I can do this more and then it keeps growing and growing and growing so that's also a really good point that you know even just small mind shifts mindset shifts at the start can really in the end make much bigger longer lasting changes yeah absolutely um and something that I wanted to to touch upon that you mentioned before is that um I think that um you said to, this to me throughout the process was that coaching is like um holding like a mirror up to yourself yeah and it's so true because it's I think that's why um my goals ended up sort of shifting halfway through because as you said you start to unpick things and you're like oh actually th this is why I do this um and it is definitely about um like it's definitely work like you need you need to I guess want to do it and be um I guess the great thing about working with you as well is that one as you said you're someone who like I feel like I had a really good connection with but also it's just someone to help you like hold you accountable to those things like I might not have done this work without the coaching because I probably like I said wouldn't have recognized these things gone through it in detail had someone to talk to about it um and so it's just like a great way of being able to like yeah focus on something specific so yeah it's been a really good journey I really love the fact you brought up that accountability because let's be honest not everyone is going to hire a coach not everyone needs to hire a coach and there are people who genuinely can go through a period of change at this age or any stage of life and just do the work themselves and there's so much uh, material online to do that and and resources and that's why my content as well like I'm giving away a lot of free advice and how to do things but I think that's the piece that's missing is the accountability. It's the fact that I would say, okay, Sue, this week you're going to, you know, I, I can't remember specifically something I would have told you to do, but I gave you specific yeah. instructions and then I would check up, check in with you and say, did you do it? Did you go to the gym when you said you would? Did you, how did the presentation yeah. go? I'm kind of like waiting for the message from you afterwards to hear. And, <laughs> you know, so I think that it's like, everyone can do the work at any point but if you want to really take that step up and commit to doing it and it's almost like you're investing the energy the time and also the money obviously it's almost like you're just putting money on the decision to be better you're saying okay I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna do this and no matter what happens in three months my life will look different in some way 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think also there's a part of it. I don't know if other people feel this way. But I was like, I don't want to let Emma down. Like, you know, we had check-ins each week. I was like, I better go to the gym because like, I don't want to let you down if like my answer was no. And I know <laughs> at the beginning of the session, um, you did say you were like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to like, you know, give you any sort of like negative feedback on that. As you said, like you're accountable for your actions. But I did just find like, oh no, like I need to make sure like I've got some like positive news for Emma too. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad that you uh, definitely like made sure to do things for, for the sessions. But of course, I, I do remember actually, and I do say this to all my clients, like if you don't do something, it's your call, you know, it's your program. Yeah. I'm just going to ask you if you've done it and I might give you like kind of, you know, a bit of a, a talking to if you've not and kind of ask you why not. But obviously I'm not going to like come round to your house and, and slap yeah. you off me. <laughs> obviously not. Uh, okay, yeah. so... So you finished the program a year ago and you've obviously done like a huge 180, especially career-wise, like we've said. Do you feel that it's also affected other areas in your life, being able to use these mindset tools and just in general kind of, I guess, step up into your new decade, which is exactly what happened? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that I said it's had that sort of, um, I said a snow, snowball effect, particularly on just my confidence generally. I think that, um, as, you ha- as you mentioned at the beginning, I've moved to back home to Liverpool, completely like different city away from London, um, like a whole new job. And I've made like a whole new group of friends since I've been here. Um, I like unfortunately ended like a long term relationship, but it's, you know, it's very amicable. It's for the best in terms of like this new chapter in my life. Um, and yeah, I'm just feeling, I would say, really like good and positive for myself. I think that also one of the things that um we talked about a lot throughout the coaching sessions was around that lack of focus that I'd had on sort of myself my personal life and it's something that has been so so important to me following those sessions so I'm much better in terms of like uh, managing my work-life balance um of pushing back on things and saying no which is actually something else we talked about in the coaching sessions mm-hmm. um I like prioritise things like my health in terms of like um, book to PT, which I was terrified because I hate exercise. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that we talked about in the coaching session was around sort of pushing myself through situations where like I feel uncomfortable. Um, and I feel like um, I've had so many people say to me like, oh, you seem so much happier or like you look so much better, like just healthier. And um, yeah, just feeling like yeah, really positive about life overall, which is really good. So you just uh, took away my next question, which was going to ask: <laughs> Have others around you noticed a difference in you? Like, have people said things to you in the past year? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that like my friends that I have in London, so I will like you know voice note them or FaceTime them quite a lot, and um, uh, just to remark down. And I just get like, you sound so much happier. You sound like really relaxed. Um, I still feel like, and I think it's what I've learned is that I'm still good at my job. Like I'm still like um, succeeding there. But I've also got this great personal life, which I didn't have before. Um, And so it's really good for me to know that actually I am able to have both. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the thing that's been yeah also comments on is that because of the lifestyle changes people have sort of made comments about changes in my appearance which has been really good like I'm definitely a lot healthier and taking care of myself more which is good um and yeah people have commented on that which has been really nice so yeah I really like the point about the work-life balance because when we first started you definitely had resistance to that because we really are tuned into the fact that your thoughts around your work-life balance was that it really defined you like your job and how 
how many hours you worked and guess how much effort you put in was such a big part of yeah. who you were. And I and I, I really want to talk about that just a little bit that I think a lot of people who do go from strength to strength in their career in their, in their 20s and in their, in their 30s, they, they do get defined by their job. And then what happens is this really negative effect of not putting yourself first. And then you, the thought is, if we access the thought is, you know, if I drop the ball and put myself first, then my job's going to suffer. And we did a lot of work on that. And I, I really like the fact, I love the fact uh, that what you just said, because even though you made that goal and started putting yourself first and you didn't negotiate it by the end of the program it was like I'm going to do self-care I'm going to really make sure that I have a work-life balance and and look what's happened your job has only improved your career's improved it hasn't had the opposite effect which is what you were so worried about before and had held you back from taking those actions to get there yeah that's it actually gave me goosebumps because um that just I've almost blocked out that I was like that to be honest um and yeah I was so like I was like worked so many hours and as you said like my whole identity was definitely tied to um like my career my ambitions if I'm honest I felt like I had I remember having like zero hobbies at the time um I felt like everything was tied up in work and yeah I feel like a failure if because as you said my identity was so tied to work if I had a bad day at work that had a knock-on effect in terms of me feeling like I wasn't good enough um and so I needed to pull myself away from that and um, because I'm happier and healthier overall and feeling fulfilled in other areas I definitely feel like that does flow through to my job and also like my career is still so important to me I'm still very driven and ambitious but I just think also there are other things that are so important in life. Um, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not saving lives. Um, and so it's just, I don't know, I feel like I've just like chilled out a lot more about things, which is really good. I think good for everyone around me as well, probably. Yeah, and I just, this conversation's really just taken me back to some of our of our sessions. And, and you were such a pleasure to coach because you were somebody who, we would do the mindset work, but you also did the action steps. So it would be, I remember we were doing the work around really your identity and the work-life balance but then it was also like okay so you're not allowed to open your laptop this weekend and that was really mm -hmm. hard for you but you did it like and maybe that was like we said because I was holding you accountable and you were you were scared to tell mm -hmm. me otherwise but you know yeah. it, it was such a pleasure to coach you and, and to coach all of my clients who really I guess take responsibility and, and step up and and yeah. execute I guess yeah oh that's so sweet thanks Anna. well you know I honestly feel a bit emotional when you said that because um yeah I was that person who I'd be working throughout the weekend um whereas now like you will not catch me opening my laptop unless it's an emergency like especially from a holiday like I won't be doing any work um and I've just learned to like manage my time a bit better as well um and yeah I'm really happy to know that I've moved on from that because I think I look back and um I wasn't happy and I didn't I said I had all of these worries and concerns and anxieties about sort of 10 and 30 and actually now um yeah I'm really loving and enjoying being in my 30s I love that and I do just feel like you know we set the goals in the program that were practical at first and then they became more mindset goals but really for anyone who wants to sign up for a program and get to that, po that point and they're ready to do some serious self-improvement. You just want to go from the goal, from the feeling, sorry, of feeling bad to feeling good, which for you was feeling uncertain yeah. and confident. Um, and you went straight towards feeling so empowered and so confident. So I guess yeah. 
we really did it. I mean, you did all the hard work, but, uh, you know, you really did. You got got it. No, you helped me get there. I actually remember when I was looking through our notes, um, I saw something that was around how um, I need to unleash my Sasha Fierce. Yeah, um, Which I thought was so great. (laughs) Are you you Sasha Fierce today? I am, yeah, every day now. (laughs) Amazing, amazing. I love that. And okay, so just before we end, do you have any advice for anybody who is going through turning 30 struggles, you know, late 20s, even maybe early 30s, and who is having thoughts about maybe wanting to do some self-improvement or just change direction or just to to generally feel better? Yeah, I think um, definitely focus on, you know, what are the specific things about 10 and 30 that maybe you don't feel good about or that you do feel good about. And I think it's good to to explore those in, in a bit more detail. I think that, you know, booking in a session with you will definitely help in terms of unpicking those and having a bit more structure around it. Um, again, it's that accountability piece as well um, to help you work towards that. Um, I think that, as I said, for me, to have a coach throughout that, what for me was like a big um, moment in my life was hugely important. Um and I think also, you know, like speak to friends who are a similar age to you. I think that you know, you'll be ple- pleasantly surprised to know that so many people feel exactly the same. Um, and I think also speak to people who are older and, and are in their 30s. Um, I would say almost exclusively everybody I know who's in their 30s says that it's been the best decade of their life so far. Um, but I think in terms of helping you navigate that and get to that place a lot quicker in terms of um whatever your goals might be I think that that takes work um the same like we go to the gym and sort of look after our physical health I think that there's work there that needs to be done sort of like mentally and mindset shifts and working towards specific goals and finding out what those are um so I think it's something like you're doing something good for yourself I think I think it's a really good investment in yourself and for your future yeah, I obviously 100% agree with, with everything that you said, <laughs> but I really like what you just said at the end about it specifically being like a gym because we do invest so much time in going to the gym or exercising or, you know, in the way that we physically feel. But that's what life coaching is. It's a gym for your mind in a way. And so often we neglect doing things for ourselves, whether it's self-care or self-improvement and that's what life coaching is. It's basically just stopping and saying, okay, I want to exercise my mind and learn those skills. So I'm really happy that you gave that advice. I think, you know, it's a great, it's a great way to end a really good episode. And I really want to thank you because it's really not obvious for somebody to come on here and speak so bravely and authentically and, you know, openly about goals of, um, a coaching program that we did together because obviously it's very personal and I'm really really grateful and appreciative that you have have done that and I think that in itself is just an example of how far you've come and the fact that you can do it and do it so amazingly oh thank you so much that's so sweet Emma no thanks so much for having me I was really genuinely really honored that um you asked me on and yeah I just think I'm really passionate as I said about about paying it forward and I think um, it's almost like, you know, when you find something good and you want to tell everybody, I think it's um, that that kind of mindset. So yeah, anything I can do that might uh, help somebody else sort of like reach their goals. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. Great. And, and, you know, I'm sure that people will listen to this and and take action steps, whether it be to, you know, just 
get by a journal and start doing things for themselves or or if it will be to book in a call and, and explore the coaching program so thank you so much once again and I just want to give details of um, my Instagram. It's at turning30coach. That's my Instagram handle. And you can go there to find out uh, lots more details about the Turning 30 program. And also just to look at some of my content because uh, I've always got free things and I'm starting to do some really um, good workshops and lots of lives and, of course, the podcast. So if you like this episode and it helps you, please share it with your friends, please share it on social media and also subscribe and uh, rate it five stars if you like it. And thank you for joining us. And thank you so much again, Sue. It's been honestly such a pleasure speaking to you and I'll see everyone on the podcast next week. Mm-hmm.